0: friends we're back with your favorite podcast show of the week it's location weekly it's episode number 603 and we're recording on january the 17th live from new york we're together in the same room
1: i can see yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah so uh hanging out at ariana's office here at samsung and uh i'm in town for the uh, nrf national retail federation show so we thought let's just do this in person so
1: so here we are here we are yeah yeah so good to see How you? you. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. It's been a busy, you know, start to the year and just hitting the ground running as you know, since you're here for NRF. Next week, you know, you're back doing other things in Toronto, like celebrating your birthday. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a great twenty twenty three so far.
0: Yeah, it's been like I've like hectic, busy, Very. crazy already. And I feel like the month's almost gone. Which it kinda is. But. Yeah. yeah, so we have a good show. Normal four stories, a range of things that we want to cover off. Uh, we're gonna go around the world like we usually do. So Aubreyanna will start us off with a little Swedish,
1: little loves. Swedish delight. Isn't that like a candy <laughs> That's a Turkish delight. Turkish delight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um,
1: so McDonald's actually is launching this interesting campaign in Sweden, and they are unlocking these old deals. So there's a lot of talk around inflation that's happening, or as I like to call it, eggflation seems like the price of eggs is soaring. And so in order to kind of combat this, they've come up with a creative campaign where they are allowing consumers to unlock previous deals from years past going all the way back to 2009 um, using Google Street Maps. And they have worked with the uh, Nord DDB—that's the agency of record that they're working with here—and they're using Google Street View to allow people to find and unlock these previous offers. So, um, you know, they promoted this campaign through a few different media options, right? They have like their their digital and physical out of home, um, alongside some film, audio, and social media advertising, and they also recruited a what they're calling a geo-guessing champion. Um, Matthias McMullen, who's also Swedish, to promote this on his TikTok, because um, I was very curious, well, how are they going to get the word out mm-hmm. about this, right? Uh, so now they're, they're trying to say, like, if you're trying to save a few bucks, you can go through this whole process and you can search and find in the Google Street Maps through the campaign and see if you can unlock a deal. You find that the year that it kind of coincides with and you can take that deal and, and get the same deal, right? And, you know, this is fun. I think that it seems like a lot of work to save a few dollars mm-hmm. uh, on, a, on a value meal, uh, on what's supersizing or whatever they have that they're, that they're promoting and you can find. But I think it's fun. It's interactive. I like that they're using the location of prior out-of-home campaigns and kind of reenacting what's been already put out into the world but I do think that this really limits the pool of people who would probably interact with this type of a campaign, and it just seems like there might be a more straightforward way of doing that, um, including just putting out real digital out-of-home tied to what maybe was there previously, or having kind of pop-ups that could that could drive to that. But um, I think it's creative, so I will give them that idea, and I like that they are kind of using the current economic state to their favor. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so I uh, agree with a lot of what you said. I think, first of all, how do we become geoguessers? <laughs> we uh, should be the ultimate geoguessers. We should be the ultimate <laughs> geoguessers, I think. So that's my next career goal is to be a geoguesser. Um, yeah, so I I, I, um, I like it in that, you know, like there's a, the gamification element of running around trying to find these things and unlocking them, you know, Pokemon Go style. It's, it's the kind of thing, though, like I almost think that you know we've talked a lot about the metaverse lately this is what should be in the metaverse yeah like bring back your nostalgic campaigns in the metaverse you got TikTok guy here promoting this he can drive people to you know your metaverse you know installation and then you can go find these little campaigns unlock them and and still then drive the traffic back to the store for the redemption but you know it's it seems like a lot of spend on, mm-hmm. from a media point of view mm-hmm. in out of home and other things and i'm not sure like you, you know how much that's going to benefit them. So I, I think they could have done this in a metaverse play redemption in store and actually started to build a new audience. Um, that might've been more, a little more effective, but yeah. I do I guess you're right. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that's our first one. Uh, second story is a really short story, um, which I just found interesting because I, I travel a lot. You travel a lot and delta has made an announcement that uh wi-fi will now be free completely free on all flights for um their members so if you have the app um you know uh, the delta app and you're flying on delta and they have your information your profile and all that you now get free wi-fi or you soon will get free wi-fi so up until then or it's you've had to pay for it uh, to use it or use your points to, you know, uh, redeem points, uh, you know, to use the Wi-Fi. For non-members, it's still going to be $10 uh, flat fee. Um, but I think this is interesting. And and the reason I, like, I keyed into this is, like, I, I flew Air Canada to come here to New York. There's Wi-Fi on the plane, but it's cheap. It, I mean, it's not cheap. It's super expensive, right, mm-hmm. for an hour flight, like, to pay, you know, whatever it is, $10, $15 for Wi-Fi for an hour. Like, this is, you know, you want customers coming back, you want frequent flyers, you know, on your, on your things. Wi-Fi mm-hmm. should be a staple now mm-hmm. that people are working and it should be free. And I, I love that they're doing this. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see if other airlines are going to follow suit now. Because how much of a moneymaker is this really for them? It can't be that much.
1: No, I don't think it's that much at all. And I, my my one question here is why did it take them so long to even think of this? It mm-hmm. seems like it should have been table stakes for a long time, especially for those frequent flyer loyalty members. You know, I fly Delta a lot, actually. Yeah. And so we always get the free messaging, um, but that's it. And half the time that doesn't work. And as you mentioned, by the time you have an hour flight, by the time you're like at that 10,000 feet, have access to the Wi-Fi, key yeah. in your credit card information. I mean, you get what? maybe 25 minutes of of airtime to be able to use it. So it's kind of pointless. So I think that using this as an upgrade or as a feature to get people to buy into loyalty or, you know, Delta isn't the cheapest airline. Like you can usually get less expensive tickets. So as like a perk, it it is something that, you know, would would draw consideration. So yes, about time.
0: About time. Alrighty.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's go to a data story. Shopify, the e-commerce platform, which many of us are familiar with, is trying to look at other avenues to grow its revenue. And now they're looking to help their retailers deliver targeted ads. Um, so they have this recently announced partnership with Meta and Google where they're allowing, um, you know, they're allowing retailers to identify who their, their main consumers are and then reach potential customers. And what I mean by that is that really they're taking a Shopify audience, so a retailer's first-party data, and they're putting it within, you know, let's say Google or Meta. And then they're able to go after those, um, probably like a lookalike audience that is mirroring their their frequent buys, recent buys, and market for. Um, So Google has noted that this is not new, right? They have been allowing this for a while, but now it's like a Shopify, I would say, pipe stream. So the data can flow from a Shopify account into Google and into Meta. Um, So retailers might sometimes be hesitant to contribute this type of data, especially knowing that it could be used by other retailers, even potentially their competitors. Right. But I think that they are saying that now more and more because people are starting to step back on their spending, they're starting to say like, hey, you know, inflation, I've got to cut back on certain things that they are trying to really reach those that are more in market. So it's more like this is going to hopefully help offset some of those. Um, you know, the curb spending that they're seeing by being able to target and reach more of those that are likely to convert um, based on this type of data. So I think that this is interesting. And I, I almost saved this story from a personal note, just because I was thinking about a lot of times we have like the idea of, is there a world in which this first party data would be willing to be shared between retailers, right. between competitors? How can we um, utilize that in a privacy-centric and anonymous way, but still go after those and create those contextual um, opportunities for consumers to be matched with advertisers. So I like this and I, I would be hopeful that we can see more of this, even though this isn't necessarily new. It's not new for anybody, right? Like we've been using first-party data, look like audiences, all of these things for a while now, but just to be able to have those pipes and enable a more seamless and flexible infrastructure on one hand, as well as just maybe the opportunity opening up for more and more uh, customer acquisition. So having that scale available, I think is important, so.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I agree with, again, what you're saying, but, but for me there's a couple of uh, additional points. Like number one, I think that with the loss of, you know, the mobile data that we've been talking about, right, and, you know, you, being able to track people and build audiences based on that, we need to shift over to transaction data and other things, mm-hmm. behavioral data to fill that gap. And so right. I think there's, there's a play here for them in, in sort of being one of those players that's doing that. Um, they had a huge booth at NRF talking about just their data. And uh, so I wandered through that and it was, it was full. Like there was people there all the time trying to understand what is mm-hmm. Shopify doing here? How, you know, how are we as retailers going to play in this? Do we want to share our data in this? Um, so there was certainly a lot of buzz and discussion at the conference um, around this. I think also you know what's old is new again right so if you think back to what seven eight years ago in you know when we were doing these shows and you had like all of those retailer consortiums around credit you know uh, payment processing like currency Mm -hmm. and all those things Dan Dodge and company and all those people so I think in a way you know it's interesting that it's Shopify that's doing this as opposed to here's a bunch of merchants that have agreed to work together and kind of collaborate on data you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i think it'll be interesting to see who actually you know is going to play with this and and allow their data to go into this i mean from my side of things as like on my my startup ground level we would love to have access to this data Mm -hmm. to layer into what we're doing right so
1: and i think that it's just not new is what i'm saying is that i think it's it is The rules of the game are changing, right? That's what's changing. But there are other companies, I think, of like Alliant audience data, right? Mm -hmm. They've had this co-op and opt-in data-centric play from an audience standpoint that's been there for a while. But I think that there's so many opportunities for platforms like Shopify to start playing in this space. Um, And I think retailers, like you said, are open to it or else they're going to be very limited to who they can reach.
0: There you go. All right, on to our final story now. This is an interesting one. So Apple has announced a, a new product called Business Connect and so for any business out there uh, you know that has physical locations and things like that you know we're all familiar with claiming our business on Google Maps and managing our listings and you know our phone numbers and addresses and updating those things and all of that and there's a whole industry of companies um, within the LBMA circles and beyond. You know, guys like Rio SEO and uh, Yext and Sochi and on and on and on. There's there's lots of them um, that play in that space. And so what's really interesting is Apple Business Connect is is their play now where you can go and claim your business, claim your place, uh, create a card, uh, manage and update it as you see fit. You can add photos and header images and logos and all those kinds of things. Uh, and you can start to push out offers related to your listing which is also very interesting Um, and so obviously apple's been making a huge play around enhancing their mapping uh platform going head-to-head with google mega mega investments into the platform and uh you know i and i think they're making some headway uh we're starting to see you know wins for them where they're you know, businesses that have made announcements that they're standardizing on Apple Maps, like car companies and, and, and others now. We're seeing more and more of that. So it's becoming quite a competitive thing, whereas it was kind of on one horse show with Google um, before that. And I mentioned Sochi already, and I'll just mention them here again, because they announced as, as soon as Apple put this out that they've uh, already built the integration to the Apple Business Connect platform. And so now if you're a Sochi customer, uh, there's an API connection between Business Connect and, and, and Sochi and then, you know, all of your properties like so if you have, if you're a franchise operator, for example, and you have, you know, 40 locations, you can sort of manage all the locations at once in, in Apple Maps and Business Connect uh, and then uh, also push out offers and, and, and things like that. So I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's, they're catching up, right?
1: Yes, I think they're catching up, and I also think that, one, it's it's like this is kind of an outdated topic that we've been you know, been covering in the industry for a really long time, so they are catching up on one hand, and on the other hand, it makes me think, okay, are they going to start competing with the likes of Waze, for example, right? Like yeah. pushing out those offers and those updates based on where you are, and the fact that it is embedded in their iOS, you know, I think makes it very, very difficult. Uh, you know, interesting because they're able to use all the data on our devices, just like a you know Google would do on an Android for the most part. Um, but
0: we're limiting it for everybody else except for ourselves.
1: Is what exactly, what but there's a little <laughs> bit of a difference where you yeah. think of like Apple yeah. owns the operating system and the device, whereas yes. Google does not always, right. right? Yes. So I think that this it will be interesting to see how this scales.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I like that you bring up ways. So I don't know if the the announcements that are out circling around the show uh, this week, and maybe we can talk to our friend Tim tonight about it some more, but um, that they're going to sunset Waze now and just consolidate Waze and Google Maps into one platform, Um, and so what does that mean potentially in terms of, you know, competing with Apple and Apple Maps and, you know, sort of this new feature functionality, so, yeah.
1: I don't know. That'll be interesting choice to see like how many adopters of Waze will switch over to Google Maps. I have just recently started using Google Maps. I was always a Waze user way before yep. Google acquisition, and now I've been using Google Maps and testing it out. Um, but there's not a front runner for me quite yet.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I I'm like you. I've used Waze since it came out, and my my current like my new car that I got this fall comes with Google Maps built in. Okay. You're right, and you know Google Voice and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? So you can speak and do all the things. It's all Google, and so I've been using it. Like you just punch it right in, and it like knows everything, like because it it's tied into the listings mm-hmm. and it's got the hours and it's got this yeah. and it's got like all the stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, and it's easy, right? And for me, it's it's also easy because in my car, it's got heads up navigation, so like the maps just sends it right into the mm-hmm. screen into your windshield. You're and, so fancy. I know. But, you know whatever. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's our show for this week, everybody. We uh, we thank you for listening and watching. If you have story ideas, reach out to us. I did get one from somebody that we're going to put into next week's show. So that's good. We do listen. We do take it and, <laughs> and incorporate it. So, you know, let us know. Give us some likes and love on whichever platform you're consuming this on. Um I should also mention, if you are in Europe uh, listening to this or watching this, uh, Retail Loco is coming, uh, our European conference is back, uh, second week of February in Munich. Uh, So, uh, you know, take a look at that. Just go to um, the LBMA uh, website and you can learn all about that. And um, so, yeah, um, get involved and become part of the the network here. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: See you. And I get to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay.